Right, brother. Appreciate your time so much, man. You know, I can't big you up too much because you're a you're a ex-Londoner now living in France. You know, That's it's right. like a lose-lose. You know, the northerner in me is <laughs> like cringing at this. But nah, mate, I fucking what's worse, being an ex-Londoner or or uh, living in France? What's London, worse? hands down. Hands London's down. the best city in the world. Fuck no, mate. You're missing out, Manchester. You know what yeah, I mean? Mate. Maybe parts of Rio, maybe parts of Sydney. Barcelona's not too bad. <laughs> there are quite a few good cities, actually. <laughs> oh, you man. Can't stand it, mate. It's a different Manchester. country. Manchester. Greatest I culture. Lives in, I don't think anyone lives in Manchester, do they? They, they just drive there to go and watch a soccer match, then <laughs> a football match, then they, they fuck off back to the London. <laughs> it's because to live there, you got to wear a fucking stab boot vest. Yeah. We get, we get a little handsy. Up there, it gets a little, uh, you know, close quarters. But mate, uh, that's a few beers. So I have to apologise first off, um, because oh, you um, don't have to do that. I stood you up like like an ex girlfriend um, a couple of times, didn't I? Um, my apologies for that, mate. I, we had a first day. I literally just got the wrong day. I literally just got the wrong freaking day. And then the second one, I just got overrun with 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 uh, with shit. And then it gets, and then I realized you'd sent me a link. And I'm going, why is he sending me a link? I go, oh my God, I've missed it. It's like, oh shit, you know. So um, hey, yeah. Don't worry about it. Time zones are a bitch, man. Like I've been over here, New Zealand for like coming up to four years. And with the clocks changing, it still fucks me. So you where know? you where are you coaching now? Where 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 you I'm in Auckland. I'm in the CBD of Auckland, so biggest city in oh. North Island. Yeah. Uh, I was in Christchurch for three years, dotting around there. Right. Um, before that, I was in uh, London. Before that, I was in Southampton. Before that, I was in Manchester. I've done. Hence the nomad coach. Yeah, I just kind of fuck around, you know. Like basically, I stay in a I stay in a place to piss people off just enough, and then I leave before it gets handsy. <laughs> before they before they decide to try and hang you from the tree, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we we don't want to see that guy, that northerner, come out of me again. So it's like, okay, into the, next one. Into the, sunset. Right yeah. into the sunset. Yeah. I just think there's so much to learn from so many different people, man, you know, and different cultures out there. And I think culture is such a beautiful thing, you know, like the nuances of demographics that walk through the door, right? Like Paris is a fucking great example. There's anybody from everywhere you know, is in that city, same as London, you know, same as buddy New York. You know, these big cities are, I think, beautiful places to coach because you see such a variety of, of folk walk through the door and you're like, oh, shit, like, I can't just, like, curse you out to get you to do do the work yeah, anymore. Yeah. That works with the max. Yeah, you, you got to become that, very good with the, the, the tactile cues, the the visual cues, the, yeah, yeah, you got it, yeah. yeah. You, you can coach, you can coach, uh, French, Brits, uh, Japanese, Koreans, um, uh, you know, all, all in the same session um, mm. in big cities, right? It's really interesting. But I, I, I mean, you're in New Zealand. That's uh, one. I, I'd, actually, it's probably one of my two favorite countries. It may actually be my favorite country. Um, I was in Wellington there last year and the people are just so nice. And, and then uh, the environment is amazing. You like the outdoors, you like sports. New Zealand is... You know, um, absolutely stunning. Yeah, good, good choice, mate. Good choice. Really good, really good people down in New Zealand. So yeah, you got to yeah. get down to that South Island, man. Like it is, it is one, one beautiful. I, mean, I didn't do South Island. I've only done the north so far, but I'll be coming back out in in January probably. 
Um, South Island, I've been told, is absolutely stunning, yeah. yeah. Did you got to get down there, man? New Zealanders at the moment can't play rugby for shit. They just lost against France in the World Which Cup. Which is brilliant. You know, I have never said Viva la France so many times in my life. Oh, really? You you must have been lynched. You must nah. have been lynched. Come on, mate. Like... I was... I, we, we ran we ran the um, the World Cup. You know, we do a giant screen and, and project this, the, the first match of the World Cup. It's France, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we tell our members, oh, come on in Friday night, you know. Uh, 9 p.m. Uh, our time was because someone's starting in at half past eight, you know, and you got beers, you got like tables <laughs> full of like pringles and shit and all this kind of stuff, and then um, and they're all there with their 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 makeup on, the the bleu blanc rouge, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I walk in with my son, and we've got um, we've got all black jerseys on, just the two of us, and his mates from the teens class go. Me, me, qu'est-ce tu fais? You know, what are you doing? Traite, you're a traitor, traitor. <laughs> It's ready to hack at them. It's like, um, so yeah, we we were we were um, um, adopted New Zealanders for one evening there, just to just to Amazing. piss off the. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that London streak still in you. I love it, man. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I uh, I've been here for a very long time in Europe. Well, I say Europe because between France, Spain, and Italy, but um, yeah, I I, I I'm English, man. That's it. Yeah, you know, I'm, that's I'm, where the half, two fingers start coming out, right? Yeah, that's right. Instead of the one, yeah, yeah, and 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 when I get angry and I start to swear, it's all f bombs and and c bombs and you know and and the combination of the f and the c, and um and so you're with a French person, you you know you want to you want to punch him or something, and instead of like oh that canal, like, oh you fucking yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're having a conversation in French, and all of a sudden this guy he he gets Tourette's in English, like what? <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, you can you can press record now, mate. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you can fucking say whatever you want on this thing. You know, this is always going to be real. But uh, I got a not a burning question, but one I wanted to navigate the conversation to is building a culture. Right. It goes back to you know building a why and having a why and all that type of shit. If you want business, you want anything. You know, if you want to be an athlete, you need to know why you're doing it. You know, is it extrinsic? Is it intrinsic? Figure out the why. You know, and I think when you start talking about affiliates and gyms, right? If you got the head owner, the the owner, right? You might be steering the ship, but everybody else is rowing the bloody boat. You know, so how do you build a culture? Well, I think first thing is like. Um, you need to understand that the uh, a box is a business, right? Whether you like it or not, you're giving a service in exchange for money, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're giving a service in exchange for service, it's a business, basically, right? Um, and all businesses are done by people for people. And there's nothing in society that affects a human being, I believe, more than what we do in a CrossFit box. Our job is basically essentially building better human beings, right? Um, so this is this is a this is a a, a people industry. CrossFit is CrossFit is a is a people industry. It's a it's a it's a people thing. It's a person thing, um, and it, so it doesn't matter if you're paying staff as employees or or part, you should be treating them as if they're volunteers, which means you should always um, because they're you may pay them for their presence. But for their heart and soul to come into the box, that you can't buy with money. You know, you you if you if you want to build a culture, you've got to capture your coach's heart and soul. As soon as you don't have it, you can feed it. You know, as soon yeah. as they're like 
one foot out that they're physically there coaching, but you can sense the heart and soul isn't there. So I think the, the key is how can you capture the heart and soul of your team? Um, how can you, how can you make them feel part of a, a story? Something that's, so the, the the mission needs to be something that's more important than you, me, and any any individual. And you come together and you're, you're doing something that's, that's changing fundamentally a lot of people's lives. That gives meaning to to, um, to our existence, right? I think, I think fundamentally, you and I were looking for meaning to our existence. You know, it's like, why the fuck am I here? You know, Indeed. when I, when I'm dead, what will have been the purpose of my, my, my existence? You know, it can't just be to eat and shit and sleep. You know, that, that there's got to be something more than that. Um, and yes, you can say reproduction, having children, all this kind of stuff. But professionally, we, we dedicate so much time. There's got to be more than just putting food on the table. There has to be a reason for it. And I think CrossFit provides that. I think I think a box provides that. If you can capture that, if you can put it on paper, if you can talk it, live it, and breathe it on a daily basis, you're going to start developing a culture. And what sort of culture do you want, right? Um, uh, I, I'm I'm I, I like family business. Um, my ex-wife is in the business. My son is always in the box. Um, my best friends in France are part of the team. Um, there's nobody in my team that I wouldn't want to invite to my house for the weekend, you know. Um, I think that's important. Um, and so I, I filter anyone coming in. So when you build your culture, you need to protect it as well, right? You need to understand that as you grow, you're going to grow your team. But one bad person coming in can have such an adverse effect on your culture. You have to be very protective of it. You know, you've got to be the guardian of that culture, you know. And then your head coach and your head of reception become the guardian of that culture as well. Um, so I'm very protective of my team, uh, and I'm I'm ruthless if I think someone is is um, uh, adversely affecting the culture. Um, I think you've got to know what you want as an atmosphere for work. I want I want my team to train together. I want my team to to want feedback. I want my head coaches to be so dedicated to growing the coaches. You know, that sometimes they forget the time. You know, uh, I want my head coach to be late to a meeting with me because he's 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 you know giving feedback to a coach. That's the sort of uh, um, uh, environment I want. I want my coaches to say, "Shit, this isn't an easy place to work." You know, I, I, there are easier boxes to work, right? You know, and there, and there are places where I could have way more time to work out. You know, but this is the best place for me to develop um, a true profession and and to to really earn the living for the rest of my life through coaching CrossFit. That's the sort of culture I want, um, and uh, a culture where we know everybody's name. A culture where we're turned towards other people, where another person and other people are, are just systematically more important than ourselves. So it's a culture where you have to look after yourself. You have to feed yourself. You've got to sharpen your own blade because um, you need to be turned towards others. As soon as you walk in the door, you have to be turned towards other people. A leader has to be turned towards their team. It's servant leadership. The team has to be turned towards members. And then if you're doing that, the members are turning towards each other, you know, and you've created this culture of, of so I think if, I don't know if that answers your, your question or goes away to answer your question. Sorry, it's a bit of a monologue on that one, but um, you, you are, you asked a, you asked a, a seriously deep question for the first one, mate. Hey, uh, this is, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> have you read the book Culture Code? I have not. Uh, I'd recommend that the, oh, I'd recommend the first half. The second half kind of repeats the first half. So, you know, one of those books where they've written it in like 350 pages, they could have written it in 150, but um, Culture Code, and I think it's Daniel Cohen, I think is the, is the, the um, it's interesting. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good read if you like culture and stuff. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it because I think, you know, a lot of the time, 
you know, when we, we open these things, right. And you got to put an asterisk to everything that I say, cause I've never owned a gym. Right. It's just like, like yes. I've, co- I've coached a lot of kids. Right. And I was like, yeah. Oh, well you, you say parenting, you know, and they're like, yeah, but you don't have a kid. He's like, well, you're also true. Okay. That's correct. Right. So I don't own the gym, but I think a lot of people fall into the trap of the gym is me and I am the gym. I was like, no, no, no. The gym is a business and it's, it's a place to service more people. You have more touch points. You can then see more people, right? If we load your calendar and you see, I don't know, 10 people every hour, how many hours a day are you going to work? Not that many, right? Six, seven days a week? Probably not. Let's go five. Yeah. The number of people that you're going to hit is going to be a big number, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be very, very small. Okay, yeah. cool. If we can then empower and then get this vision and build a culture and then blah, 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 build a ship and we can steer it off into the fucking sunset. Oh, look at that. We're now helping the entire community that we're within yeah. rather than just, you know, the small demographic of people that can afford my gym and, membership. And and employing people. And employing people. people. Growing, growing youngsters, developing the next generation, giving yourself time to breathe. Enabling yourself to go on a family holiday and leave your gym and it's still sure. being looked after the way you want it to be. You know, you you can't have the quality of life you want by being a one man band ego trip. Um that's short that's short lived. That's it it's a really tough gig. Unless unless you're happy with just like 50 members and you're teaching three classes a day, you know, and that and, and if that I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying if that financial model works for you and enables you to live the life that you want and 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 you know, uh, look after your loved ones as you want, um, then that's great. Mm. But if you're going to need more than that, you're going to need people on your side. You're going to need to develop people. And and how can you get them to do things the way you want and how you want it unless you can describe it? And that's where you come back to your mission, right? Saying, you know, what's your mission? What do you want to accomplish through through this vehicle? Your, your box is a vehicle to accomplish things. What do you want to accomplish with it? You know, um, what... what the vision is like you draw a blank canvas, right? Um, that's your vision, isn't it? You know, what what does the sky look like? What do the mountains look like? What's the path running up the mountains? Where are the stones? Where are the rocks? All that kind of stuff. That's your vision. Then you can add your values to it. Those are the rules of engagement as you're as you're walking this path towards your your you know accomplishing your your mission. Um, put all those down, and then they'll modify and stuff. But unless you can explain it and show it to someone, how can they reproduce it, right? So I agree with you. If you want to develop culture, you've got to you've, you've got to be thinking of those things. And you can call them a mission, you can call them a vision, you can call them a concept, whatever it is you want, you know. You stick a catchphrase in, whatever. But I agree, I agree with you, mate. Um if someone says I'm the box and the box is me, what happens when you're sick? What happens when um a family member's ill? What happens when you have to travel back to the UK because your dad's in hospital and you need to be there for three weeks? Um, what happens in the summer when you've got a kid and your kid's off and he wants to go camping for five days? What do you do? You close the box? How are you gonna how are you gonna develop that? You know, if you're not giving the service. You're in the service industry, you said it, right? You're here to serve others. Um and um you can only do so much on your own. I agree with you. You know, you've only got so many hours in a day. Um yeah, you hit the net on the head, mate. So for someone who's never been a parent, you're pretty good at parenting. Behave yourself. <laughs> usually you just tell them to stop being a cunt and if they do it again you slap them I'm joking don't fucking do that no of course <laughs> coach a lot of kids a lot of kids in uh, different demographics as well coach kids in Winchester mate that was uh, that was eye opening from being a coach I was an assistant PE teacher in an inner city school in Manchester right literally kids being stabbed on the AstroTurf 
and you're like, okay, shit, like there's blood pissing everywhere. I've had a kid got bowled out in cricket. He just slowly, nonchalant, walks up to the bowler with his bat, just dragging around. I turn around, see where the other kids are. I look back, the bowler's on the floor, his head's caved in, and this lad's smashed in with the cricket bat. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've had that. And then we go to Winchester where they all rock up in Rolls Royces. And you're like, what the fuck? Anywhere and everywhere, right? And that's that's why I love this thing, this medium of fitness, right? We use... You it's know, a leveler. It's a leveler, mate. And we, we teach life through the medium of fitness. That's the way I like to bring it all down to. You know, it's like, well, you know, a snatch, your heart rate being up, swimming in the pool, fucking air squat, burpee, it's all the same shit. Whether I do it, you do it, someone who's like eight foot tall, it really doesn't matter, right? And it really does. Here's a line. We're all going to stand on this line. And I think it's beautiful, mate. I think um, a question that I keep I keep asking a lot of members recently, uh, I usually end up filtering it on because it starts from asking myself. And then once I've got some sort of an idea, I ask the members. And then once I sort of hear a few answers, and then I start asking people on this weird thing where I start to strangers on the internet. What are you trying to find? Meaning. I want to find a meaning. Yeah. To what? Life? Yep. Yep. To my existence, to I'm I'm I think for many years I wanted my dad to be proud of me. Yeah. And then um and now my son is um he's in his teens. And I I desperately want him to be proud of his dad. And and whatever it is we can accomplish and what we can do and and leave behind us. Um, I think that's fundamentally it, meaning, uh, you know, uh, money comes and goes, um, your reputation doesn't, you know, and, um, I would like for when I'm, when I'm gone, when I'm dead, you know, my son to, you know, my dad was a good man. You know, my dad did some good things. Um, you know, he looked after other people, you know, he was, he was, he was he was fair. He was tough, but fair. You know, it's like what what will what will your your, your kids say about you or the, the people you love say about you when you're gone? You know, like oh yeah, lazy cunt, spend his day on the couch. You know, um, or yeah, he couldn't make a decision to for love nor money. You know, or God, you know, what a dishonest prick. You know, always lying. Or you know, what are they going to say about you? You know, when you're gone, that's that's a huge driver. Um, yeah. I and I think uh, looking to give back as well. I've been very lucky, you know. I'm 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 50 now, um, and I've been in the fitness industry for for shit. Started at 16 when I was still at school, and then um, did my RSAs when I was at university and all this kind of stuff. So I've been in the fitness industry for yeah, good good 30 odd years now, um, and I've been very lucky to to meet some amazing coaches, amazing people, amazing managers, amazing leaders. Um, I worked for a UK company for a while, a long time. Um, it was a multinational global gym called Fitness First. It still exists in the UK and in Australia and different parts. And um, I was fortunate to be with them when they had amazing leaders. I don't know what they're like now. I have no idea, right? What they're like as an employer or a company or something. But when I was there nearly 15 years ago, um, they really looked after me. They 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 had amazing uh, internal trainings, and I learned a lot 
I made a lot of mistakes with them. I made a lot of mistakes with their money, <laughs> which is always good before you go and invest your own way. Um, and I had a lot of people help me along the way to get to to where I am now with the boxes and and you know my different ventures and 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 um, um, you know adventures. Um, and um, I'm in a point in life where I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to give back. You know, I um, I don't need money. I don't need um, I don't need recognition. I don't need um, my ego uh, boosting. I'm fine, you know. I'm <laughs> confident enough. I understand my weaknesses, my strengths. I found myself and lost myself enough. I don't need all that. Um, so I think the best way I can I can feel good about myself is giving back to other people. Um, and CrossFit is an amazing way to do that, you know. In in the box. Um, you can see fundamentally change people's lives. I mean, just like you don't even have to have that conversation with them. You can see it, you know, the way they walk in after after a year, two years, three years, you know, you look at their photo on the day they started and you look at them now and and uh, um, sometimes your members will look at you with stars in their eyes because they know, you know, that, that if you hadn't been there and you hadn't brought CrossFit to that part of town and you hadn't been able to convince them and, and you hadn't been able to integrate them into your community and you hadn't been able to help them integrate CrossFit into their lives, they wouldn't be as good a person today as they are. They wouldn't be as good at their job or in their relationships and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think that that is, if you can give that, if you can give that back to people, that's pretty fucking amazing. Okay, yeah. man. As you were talking, it reminded me of a quote, right? If I am to die, let it be for a reason. For having nothing to live for is a cruel and evil joke. Oof. Who wrote that? I did. Really? Yeah, man. Is that is that's that's pretty profound, mate. You poet, you. Well, okay. well you poet. I saw your Instagram. I did my due diligence. I saw you. <laughs> Pack it in. <laughs> Your nose up my ass. <laughs> uh, I got th I got three questions, man. Mate, when you you you, you you've got to get laid a lot with that what? sort of that with that sort of shit going on. You, I can imagine you taking me for a pizza and a glass of wine. And you're looking over and all of a sudden, you you know, you look off into the horizon and if I am to die, let it be for a reason. Uh, <laughs> I can see you do that. It's like, oh, man. Trust me, mate. Like, poetry doesn't get you pussy. That's what I tell my younger self. I'd be like, mate, like, this just doesn't work. Like, start start being able to tell jokes that doesn't end up with somebody dying, some, like, twisted evil not, shit happening. Say it's not the only way. It's, it's not, not the, the only, only way. way, no. No, uh, I, I imagine it must it must help you um it must help you find your future wife. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, she's a, I don't know, I don't know you well enough, mate. You know, <laughs> must you find your future husband as well. No, she's a <laughs> she's a good one. Yeah, she uh she'll she'll listen to it, put it that way, and be like, "Good job, honey." Oh, thanks, babe. Appreciate uh, it. <laughs> I'm just gonna is cry she, into my. Yeah, man. Yeah. Canadian though. Canadian. Yeah. Did you meet her in New Zealand? Yeah, trying to trying to collect all those passports, man. You know what I mean? That po <laughs> it's like Pokemon. The Canadian passports are pretty good one to have. Man. It's that's you know when I said the two countries, right? My two favorite countries, um, New Zealand and Canada. Right, um, there we go. I can get you in both now. I'm kind of the middleman. If you like the um, if you like nature, man, those are amazing places, aren't they? That's how I write, man. I drop off, you know, and I I change I change this uh, uh this things name this podcast name to nomadic podcast for a lot of reasons you know life's a journey and all that cliche shit but i usually do 
you know, a nomadic trip, I usually just disappear. I delete everything from my phone and I go that way and until I've had enough and then I change direction and then I'm like, you know what, I feel good now and come back. And it's uh, a bit scary for the people around me. The people that are very close to me will know where I'm at and the people that aren't very close to me think I've died. And then I just literally just disappear and then reappear again maybe two weeks later. Maybe it's a few months. International man of mystery. There you go. Mike, my, was, <laughs> was it one million dollar? Um, international what? man of mystery. End up in Got fucking me. Azerbaijan or something. I was, out, I was out in, um, uh, I was out in Tashkent in Uzbekistan. Oh. Um, I never thought I'd go out there. I was like, what am I going to do out there? I went out to train some, some, some people on leadership stuff. And, uh, wow. And I thought I, I didn't, I didn't know there was like a big, you know, big fitness movement out there and um like 30 people in this leadership training and it made i i want to go back um the nicest nicest people you've ever met and such a mix of cultures around there you've got like the persian influence are coming in from mm-hmm. iran you've got the turkish influence you've got the mongolian influence um and all like the faces the cheekbones the eyes like oh my god these people are strikingly amazingly beautiful super kind i honestly if you haven't if you if you want to drop off the grid uzbekistan uzbekistan Uzbekistan, kazakhstan around there man you'd have and and there's some boxes out there you can go and coach man i'm in i'm in i'll do it for free i'm in i literally there was a time where i pursued this stuff uh to get as much qualifications as i could so i could literally just rock up to a, a gym and be like hey um could I could I coach? You know, don't have to pay me. I just need a place to sleep. Listen, you've got like, level three. You could you could probably get a job in most boxes, right? Where there's no uh, need for national term or something like that or cert or country specific cert. It depends. It depends, in it. You know. Um but yeah, well, if you I, walk into a punt, you're not gonna get a job. But if you yeah. <laughs> pay peanuts, get monkeys. <laughs> oh, that too, right? Yeah, you gotta find the box that's ready. Have you um have you tried your level four yet? No, I will be trying next year. So we're going to be heading back Northern Hemisphere side. My missus wants to give UK or, or Europe a go. So it's probably right. going to be mid, mid-time mid next year um, that we're going to be around your neck of the woods. If we end up in France, I'll let you know. Oh, mate, with pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Um, but no, I so want to really... You can, I'll, take you to the, I'll take you to the local lake. We can sit on a terrace uh, overlooking the lake and you can you can whisper some poetry for you yeah Yeah, you big romantic you there you uh, go well there's your date sorted that's third date man you know what that means that's my first date sorted yeah yeah (laughs) we're we're talking about that with my my mom and my sister being at the house right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just go outside i know what the french Um, summers are like it's bloody hot it's uh mate it's been beautiful up until today today's the first bad day you know it's like 12th of september Yesterday was 34 degrees in the shade, man. It's lovely. Um, Celsius, obviously, not Fahrenheit. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Question for you. Yes, so if you're coming back to Europe, you're going to do your level four. Yes. Oh, question. I don't know. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll probably be with uh, Stedder's old Carl Stedman on your level four. He is. Like, I love that bloke. Old Stedder's? He did both my level one and two. I consider oh. him a very close friend and an unbelievably strong mentor, mate. Like, he's, I would fucking... A- Move, move Snowden to his backyard using a fucking teaspoon for him if he uh, yeah. if he gave the nod. I'm there with fucking pitchfork. I'm ready to take on an army. 
Good stuff. Yeah, moving snow on a pitchfork, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, Mate, I'll do it. Take it Don't pitchfork, worry about it. A better one. Yeah, when you see Stedders, um, ask him what happened to my hamstring. He, he, he fucked me over. Because it's, it's made out of hills, hills, We're in Poland in these woods, and there's a beautiful hill. It's about a 20-second run up this hill. He has to do hill sprints. Yeah, no worries. So we do the first one, walk down. So it's like a 20-second sprint, minute, 20, minute, half walk down. And we're going to do 10. Eesh. And it's got, he has this idea of, okay, well, the first one of us goes on three, the second one goes on two, and the last one goes on one. So the three of us. There was Arthur Zazeski, who's, who's seminar staff as well. And so Arthur's going on on one, uh, Carl on two, and I'm on I'm on three. So basically three I start going like the clappers. Two, he starts going like the clappers. And I can hear him breathing down my neck, running up the other in like Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, giving it some of this. And um, Stedders is behind me and I can hear him breathing and like, you know, doing all this stuff like, come on, lad, come on. You know, like this, like really cocky shit in my ear, like breathing down my neck. And I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going for a big step. Lift my left, my, my right knee, bang, my hammy goes. I, I like try and put my foot down. I can't because my hamstring's not connecting anymore, right? I land like um like like I've been shot and I roll over holding my leg. He doesn't stop. <laughs> he jumps over me and runs to the top of the hill. Right? Arthur, who was like going on the one, so he's literally just behind car. He stops, looks after me, you know, makes sure that, you know, I didn't like stab myself with a tree branch sticking into my ribs or something. Stedman just runs up, walks back down. All right, lad. Oh, I thought you tripped. You all right? It's like, so yeah, that's the that's the the story about Stedman. He's he's a good cunt, isn't he? Oh, he's he's, he's unbelievable, mate. He's worth his weight in gold. But we can't yeah. say too much. He'll get he'll get his big head up in uh, the Highlands of Scotland. Well, I don't I don't know that he has Wi-Fi up there, so we're safe. You probably can't can't even see your podcast. I'll have to send a pigeon. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a cheap cheap bugger, so he probably not hasn't paid the bill. Um, cheap date as well. Um. Yeah, a couple of beers, and he's he's it's, he's. It's over, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Brother. Yeah. They're actually, they're a lovely family. The Stedman family. Um. Old Rach, his missus, and then two kids. Are you know, um, 